this message and I was thinking about uh, in my life something miraculous has happened. Me and my wife, we are not faithful to do the dishes. We are not faithful to do the laundry. We are not faithful to mop the floor. We are not uh, faithful uh, in many arenas to make the bed even sometimes. Pretty good about making the bed, but I'm barely, I'm barely, rarely home. Uh, you know uh, that. You know my wife gets up after me, and uh, you know we don't sit there and go. You know when did you get the bed made um, with the twins and everything else? And I was thinking about that because you know a lot of people think that you know people are just well, you know they're good at something, or, or that's why they're faithful, or you know um, people have certain characteristics that you know make them you know like. Church folk, or, or you know, people are godly people. You hear that a lot of times. That's a godly person, and and, that, and I and I do believe that people's lives, you know, after we look at the, the someone's life over a period of time, we see, oh, well, that is, that's a, that was a godly person. But I actually believe that that there is a, a divine nature to every single great act that we do, every single uh, commendable thing that we do. Uh, I believe that there's divinity. Isaiah 53, 
verse 1 and 2. And let's look at this idea. 50, Isaiah 53, verse 1 and 2, it says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And finally, I want to look at Luke chapter 2, probably the most read scriptures today. Luke chapter 2, verse 15 through 20. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You know, the truth here is that God is creating quite a tapestry of events. He's creating what many would look at as a web of events that is going to catch certain people. And it's interesting to me because we have we have these people who are living their lives and there's an indispensable element that only God can provide for them and their Christian life. Without it, the whole entire thing is going to be rendered meaningless. Listen to Isaiah. He says, who is going to believe? Who is going to see the Lord? Because he says he's going to grow up in a place that people aren't going to be looking at. And it uses this word, no form nor comeliness. That means he had no beauty. You heard me a few weeks ago talking about David. And, you know, I was trying to illustrate to you that, that David, you know, he had characteristics, but he wasn't someone that people were drawn to. His whole entire family ignored him. And God makes this, this thing happen with a virgin woman, a young girl, 
shepherds. And then, of course, the foreigners, the wise men that I didn't read about tonight. And I want you to think about the rarity of this. The rarity of you being here tonight. See, there's not many people still worshiping the birth of Christ right now. He wasn't pretty. He was, he had, it says, no. 
forget about all the squabbling afterwards. Why are we following this guy anyways? You know what I mean? We forget about the people and what they really did. We forget conveniently about Judas. We forget about the Pharisees. We forget that we, we wouldn't have found out we needed to be born again in this place if a guy didn't come in the middle of the night. And Jesus was gracious enough to tell him, hey, you're coming at night, but I'm going to do it in the light. We forget. He had no comeliness. He had nothing that drew us to him. But what he did have was he had prayers of distress. Psalm 12, help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. For the faithful fail from among men. God heard that. God heard that and he was faithful to it. And he sent Jesus. The great leader of the hour. The great spirit of the age. And that's what we need. We don't need self-seeking. We don't need to have it our way. We don't need to get what we can get for ourselves. Anna, that's my three-year-old. You know, there's times, there's times where it's especially critical that we understand the role and the responsibility Jesus played and what he's trying to show us for both men and women here. The kingdom needs faithfulness. The kingdom needs Jesus. You know, the, the kingdom needs someone that's able to be entrusted with something. Counting up to continue to follow through. You know, 2 Timothy, verse chapter 2 says, you know, it's, it's talking about this idea of what do we need? What, is, what do you need? You know, Timothy's gotten to a point where he's leading a powerful church and he's been discipled and, and, and he's getting to this point and Paul finally says, this is what you need to do. You need to take all those things that you heard among all the stories, among all the witnesses, among all the various things that you've seen and heard about Timothy, and you need to commit those things to who? To faithful men. Not to high flyers. To people who show up on a Wednesday night, Christmas Day, to a service. Because it's the right thing to do. Because that's who Jesus is. That's what he does. You know, enduring hardship as a good soldier. You know, every time as a three, you know, I have three-year-old twins. And I'm telling you right now, every time I commit to anything, it is faithfulness that I need. Because I am going to endure hardship. You know, it's just, it's a given. You know, you know I keep telling you guys, keep those two separated. It's so that you don't have to endure the hardship that I have every single day. I'm warning you, you know. I watch the foolish people. Oh, but they're so cute together. 
calling because of difficulty, because of inconvenience, or other ambitions. Right? Never quit. I'll be honest with you. You know, I've had times where I, I wanted to quit. You know, I've, I've had times where I've said to myself, you know, maybe I should quit. <laughs> you know, I've sat there. I've had a service. I've preached. You know, I thought to myself. They really didn't want to hear that. That didn't go over well. You know, we all have those things. Those days where things don't go right. Jesus had those days. He had those days. Remember when he's like, hey, guys, I'm bringing, a, I'm bringing my cream and my crop. We're going to go and we're going to pray. Yeah, we're going to hike a little bit. You know, I wonder if that's when the complaints started. You know, when they were hiking. How long are we going to walk for before we pray? You know, you know walking tires me out. And then, you know, I don't pray good when I'm tired. <laughs> Pastor, I don't pray good when I'm tired. You know, do, you get, do they have Red Bulls out there? Is there a convenience store? I've been on these rallies. Juice them up with caffeine, and you know, that's our, we have the, the QT promise, right? Suzanne? Right? Maverick. Maverick, oh, right. These hicks. But you know, you know, that was a pretty bad day for Jesus. You know? I mean, that was a pretty tough day. But see, that's when your quality of character, you know, has to be Christ-like. That's when your divinity, I said it, your divinity, your ability to attain the divine. See, we are divine, the Bible says. It says we're divine. He calls us beloved. And, 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 you know, we love to focus on that. He loves us. Yeah, he loves us. Yeah, but that means he's, he's there. Like, he's there with you. He loves you. He can't leave. He can't look away. He can't ignore it. He loves you. You're his beloved, and so he's there. And he's like, when are they going to tap into me? And you're like, wait a second, I just got to finish this text. Right? I've been there. You know, I've had my wife go, are you really going to text right now? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've got, I got, I got 17 people on that i got to get in contact with. Right? But then something changes inside of me and I... I have to realize, you know, that's my family. That's my wife. He would never do that. I would do it. But Christ would never do it. You know, when the kids come, and everybody's like, hey, stay away from him. He's busy. He's a teacher. He's important. He's starting to gain some credibility. Now these dirty kids, lock kids, are coming over. These res kids are coming over. These trail 
sure what I look like. Because I'm a good shepherd. Because I always bring them good things. And Jesus will do that to us. You know, I know we like to be the kid part, but, but sometimes we're the stupid disciples. And we're telling, we're saying things, and, and they're not adding up. They're not adding up. Because they're not about Him. They're not about His greatness. They're not about His necessity. It's being overlooked by our lives. Human nature tends to be impressed with the visible things, the outward things. We look at talent and personality, the outward signs of power and anointing. You know, I've been there in, in, in my preaching where you know, I, I've been desperate and I'm just like, okay, I'll get louder. Let's just get louder. Or oh, I'll do the pause thing.
sorry. The Bible says something. I just follow what the Bible says. He was an ordinary guy. He was ordinary looking. Proverbs 26 says this. Most men will proclaim their own goodness, but a faithful man, who can find him? Colossians 3.22 Servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. It's a rare quality. Because most of us are defined by self-interest and advantage. The problem we have is to have a steadfast continuance behind the scenes. But that's exactly who God is. He was behind the scenes.
tell you all this tonight is because, you know, I hope none of you thought I'm going to come to Christmas service and then, oh my goodness, I'm going to go home and it's just, you know, it's going to be like the sound of music in my house, you know. The fields are going to be alive and it's just going to be, woo. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm just going to feel, ooh, you know, because that might not happen. Because the truth is that rewards are seldom realized immediately. Jesus wasn't realized immediately, was he? His birth wasn't realized immediately. And thank goodness, because if it was, he'd probably been killed by King Herod. He was born in obscurity. things that I've loved. I'm so 
despite my nature, despite who I am. And now I can proudly stand here and tell you the kid who couldn't get his lawn done faithfully serves the Lord. And you can say that. Every one of us. That's all I have tonight. We serve a good and faithful God. He loves you tonight. He gave us His Son, Jesus. He bore Him for us. He did that so that each and every one of us